0: And girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel.
1: It's your Uncle Silk. This your boy at 35, All-American. And then Dan.
0: Happy Labor Day, fellas.
2: Yeah.
0: Business as usual. We still got a podcast, man. So what y'all oh, up to man. this Friday weekend?
1: Oh man, it was my How dad's birthday It was my dad's birthday mm-hmm. on Friday, man. So we went to uh I was down in uh Davenport. We got a we had like a little Airbnb, you know, with a pool and stuff, and had the family over, and had some family coming from out of town and to visit, and it was cool. Nice.
3: I love it, man. I was, uh, as I'm sure you can imagine, I went boating on uh, on Saturday.
1: That's uh, odd. Dad.
3: Great time. Weather weather was great. Uh, it's good to be out there. Uh, outside of that, um, you know, just a uh, just dealing with a few personal things, um, but other than that, man, just stay. Uh, it was good to get out on Saturday. That's for sure. And watch my uh, watch my Heat take it out to a three one lead, and my Lightning start their uh, Eastern Conference Finals today. So, all's going pretty well over in the Dan Thompson sport front.
0: Yeah, no, sound like a bad man. You with the Bucks, y'all got Fortinet. A lot of, a lot of things thriving in your in your sports life.
3: I'm unfortunately yeah. a Dolphins fan, so. Oh, hey. geez.
1: Uh, well, I'm sorry, Dan. I'm I'm the Bucks <laughs> fan over here. So don't worry. <laughs> That's right. Th- yeah. th- throw that slander at me, uh, Silks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but at least,
0: least, least, Dan got like he know they're not gonna be anything this season. You still got hope.
1: Number, number, got Fitz Magic back there. Sorry, I'll talk yeah, about dude.
3: that. Dan. How you feel about that? What you, what you think? I, I think that was always the plan. I think, uh, I think the Dolphins have a pretty rough start to the year. So I think that they're gonna probably start off, you know, one and three, one and four, maybe two and two and four. Uh, so I think that that's when you're gonna get Tua. Uh, but I think working back in from his injury, there's no reason to rush. I mean, I don't think the yeah. Dolphins are gonna make the playoffs or anything this year. So I'd rather him be healthy, learn the system. Uh, but I like some of the moves the Dolphins are doing, uh, you know, long term, but it's gonna be you know two, three years before they really reap the benefits of uh all that. They did sign uh former Gator Great Antonio Callaway to their practice squad. So he's got a, a three game suspension, then who knows he might elevate himself up to the uh to the big boys. So
1: hey Dan, what's up with the uh the whole deal about his name on Facebook. Cause I was confused. I didn't know if they really signed him or it was like some controversy.
3: Um, yeah. So I, I wonder if it's to kind of be hidden. Right. I mean, that's kind of what yeah. I'm thinking is, you know, you have your full name, but you change the spelling of it. Uh, when it got posted, you know, people are like, that's not his, uh, his Facebook. And I looked through it, I'm like, eh, this looks a lot like his Facebook, but I didn't say anything. Uh, and then I think it was either Adam Schefter or one of the NFL, uh, guys, Uh, tweeted that he had actually signed so uh, for those of you that don't know uh, he spelled his last name c-a-l-l-o-w-a-y on facebook uh and you know obviously his last name is c-a-l-l-a-y um or a w -W c-a-l-l-a-w-a-y so uh so yeah so i I don't know i'm happy for him i I hope he's able to uh, head on straight and um you know you know selfishly love to see him ball out for the dolphins
1: yeah that'd be dope be dope. So, Enough all this
0: NFL talk. My team is uh, my team is doing some things I like in the offseason season as well, or, or or with the the franchise, just getting rid of all the talent so we can stink it up for Trevor.
3: That's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited we're about done, that. The
3: Dolphins, the Dolphins have done it. You know, the Dolphins uh, very historically were going to tank for two. Oh. Years. That was supposed to be the number one pick, and then and then they went out and ended the season five and five. So them boys wanted
1: to win some games at the end of the season.
3: That's right. I, yeah, I, love the, I love the heart of my team. I love the heart of my team. All right, boys, let's get into uh, the show. We got a, a really, really good show for you. Uh, so this show, as always, is sponsored by our friends over at the Thomas Firm, which handles insurance claims for property damage to your home or business. Their lawyers have over 20 years of experience handling roof damage and leaks from storms, water damage, hail damage, hurricanes, sinkholes, and fires. We work all over Pardon me, they work all over the state of Florida and no claim is too big or too small. So if you suspect that you have damage to your home, give the Thomas law firm a call for your free consultation to ensure your insurance company is going to pay what you are owed for the complete repair to your home. There is no charge unless they recover what you're owed from the insurance company. Give them a call 813-221-2525 and visit them at TNTattorneys.com. Again, that's the Thomas firm, 813 221 Two five two five. All right, boys. I think the I project- had a
0: great weekend, man. Thanks, bro. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It
3: was great. How, how, how your weekend
1: was, bro?
0: Oh, it was great, bro. Never mind. Never mind my weekend. What was your favorite? What was
3: your favorite part? I
1: really do nothing. Oh,
0: have
3: been up in Orlando a few times.
1: Yeah, that's about yeah, it. Look. No, yeah. no, th- when, when Orlando no turned around, came back. No, yeah,
2: yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Shout so <laughs> out to my
0: moms. My aunt is a new new listener to all uh, these podcast platforms. Awesome. So, um, what's up, auntie? Yeah, yeah my mom, aunt, uh, and my uncle came by to check out the place. So that was dope. Okay. Other than that, I ain't do nothing this weekend. I'm here
3: for. Hey, thanks for uh, for marketing for our show. I appreciate
0: that. I got you, um, man. You know the vibes.
3: I do. I all right, boys. Uh, biggest news in uh non-gator. Uh, world but in Gator world all of the players that were drafted uh, by the Florida or, uh, from the Florida Gators made their respective NFL rosters that includes all three wide receivers uh, that were drafted as well as undrafted free agent Josh Hammond a stadium and Gale alum uh, who made the practice squad uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars as well as Tommy Townsend who uh, was also undrafted, but found himself a home with the Kansas City Chiefs, um, supplanting a 15-year starting punter, Dustin Colquitt. So, uh, shout out to Tommy Townsend. Uh, a- any surprises for you? Do you, uh, you, know, you surprised all four? Are all uh, all four? I guess wide receivers made NFL rosters, or?
1: I'm I'm definitely not surprised, you know, when when these guys got opportunity to go out there, uh, you know, they showed what they what they had, and it was, it was an awkward year, Dan. We didn't have, uh, uh, you know, the preseason games to kind of judge off of, you know, so it was kind of basically, uh, you know, off of, of practice and and the scrimmages that the teams had. Um, I've been around these guys, I know all of their work ethic, I know all these guys uh, needed was a chance, so um, yep. it doesn't it doesn't surprise me one bit. Um, I'm just excited to see uh, what what the future holds it in for these guys.
0: Yeah, I wasn't um, too shocked because all of these guys also play special teams very well. Yeah. So I, yep. I knew that was gonna give them an opportunity to all make the team with Freddie and Tyree which probably was probably the ones that we were all like probably most worried about. But right. I knew both of those guys play special teams; they'd be okay, man. So shout out to sure. uh, nephew Freddie and shout yeah. to, I think Tyree's gonna be have a very good pro career.
1: I think. He'd be yeah. Be yeah. I, I definitely
3: agree. Um, we know Van Jefferson is uh, doing a lot of work with the ones out there too um and uh and cleveland had a, a tough road you know he signed i uh, got drafted in what was it the seventh round by the uh, the denver broncos and um they drafted a, a wide receiver in the first round and the second round as well so um, big shout out to him um i think that he's going to be a great special teams player that hopefully can work himself into uh a uh potentially starting spot or you know maybe a you know a four or five wide receiver spot and you know those, uh, those salaries aren't aren't half bad. So shout out to uh, to all of those guys. And other news, uh, there was a mock draft. There's been a couple mock drafts that have been put out. It's mock draft season. So Matt Miller uh, put um, three Gators uh, in the top 50. Or I guess, I guess yeah, top 50 players overall, including Kyle Trask at number 49. Uh, you guys think that that's? I mean, without having any ball games played this year, pretty. Um, Good estimate of where you guys think their contrast might go.
1: I mean, if you have if you have another good stellar season, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm 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 thinking possibly top three rounds. Okay. Uh, yeah. How, how you
0: feel for? Eh, hey, I don't have a top three rounds. I don't know, man. I think he's gonna. I,
1: yeah. I think he, I could. I think he's sneaking that third if he if he have a, a good season.
0: That's high for a quarterback. I, I really do think, like, even like you got to think the numbers that Chris Lee did that one year. He still went undrafted.
1: Yeah, Chris so Lee six feet tall, bro.
0: Yeah, I think I think I think so many there's so many intangibles like arm strength and things like that that's gonna matter. I don't think numbers per se matter. True. Story. Um, I think combine gonna matter how he live how he work out. I I got him mm-hmm. like uh four fifth roundish.
1: You like okay okay. I, I I now that you said that too, his arm strength. That's going to be a big question in it. So, um, right. you know, whether he, whether he can be be a guy to go out there and impress them, um, and, and show them that he has some arm strength, is going to be a uh, um, a huge deciding factor.
0: Because where did Jake From just go? Fifth round. Yeah. You see, you see what I'm
3: saying?
0: Uh, I yeah. think Jake yeah. From has a weak arm as well. i do not say weak arm, but I think that's one of his uh, knocks against was his orange strength. So.
1: Yeah, but right. what, what what about his passing accuracy? Is it? I mean it's,
3: I, I, yeah I, you know this will right, be a big sure. year this is why you know it's tough to, to give too much a guidance right. or now right now, you know, Kyle Trask probably wasn't, uh, you know, expected to play much last year. Obviously, Felipe Franks goes down, he steps in and, and does well. Uh, you know, I know that they're saying he's leaner uh, he's moving around the pocket a little bit better, uh, you know, with some of that weight loss. And then obviously another, you know, nine months of being, you know, the guy, obviously they, they didn't practice for a number of months, but he was you know still able to get out there with his wide receivers and tight ends and, you know, running backs. And, and hopefully, you know, we'll see that transition from him to being a, a good to great quarterback uh, and we'll see how, uh, how things go as the, the ball starts to fly. Uh, the other two folks that are slated in the, uh, the first three rounds of, of those drafts are, uh, of course, Kyle Pitts, who's either a first-round or second-round uh, pick, depending on uh, which mock draft you're lo- looking at, and then Marco Wilson, uh, they had him in the second round as well. Obviously, um, you, know, you have an entire season ahead of us, and I know that I'm kind of throwing you guys you know, one off the cuff here, but is there anybody else – that you would potentially think could get drafted in the first couple rounds of the uh, next year's NFL draft.
0: First couple rounds, now mm, off the top of my head, I think Trayvon yeah. Browns could probably play his way up into something like that. But right now, I, I, I don't see anybody right now in the first couple of rounds. This is me being realistic. Yeah. Hey
1: Corey, where, where do you see a uh, guy like Marco going?
0: Um, third roundish. Third roundish. I mean he can improve his stock and, and work out really well. He's gonna be one of those workout guys as well. He's gonna, um, he
1: gonna work out well for sure. Really well. Um, but right, right now, now w- what you think they're gonna say about like the injuries and, and whatnot?
0: Yeah, his durability, if he's healthy another full season, he kind of wipes that out if he's healthy two full sure. seasons. Um I think just him being knocking the rust off, because you only focus your last cut, especially at DB. So he can mm-hmm. have one good year and go first round or do something crazy. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Like Marcus May and all them boys had really one good year, so you never know, man. But right now, as it stands, I think he's like a a third round guy with a solid season. I think Mark goes around third.
3: And
0: yeah, no, what, I would say. Where it did you go? Me? No, Quincy. What is it? Where, oh, did, where did his brother go? Uh, he went
3: second number? round. Second
1: round. He went second.
0: It was second or third. Hmm. Double
3: check. I know um, he was see yeah, a second round number 46 overall. There you okay. go. So okay. I, I, I think Marco goes a little bit lower just because of some durability. I mean, we'll see how he does, you know, certainly this year. Uh, but I'm excited to see where, where he can go if he is fully healthy and, you know, has – I guess his confidence and everything else, back you know he really yeah. started to come on again towards the end of the season. Um and really like the way that he's going to play and um uh, I mean I definitely think that he's a, a t- you know a, a second to fourth round guy
1: right now. Yeah, I, you know I, he's one of those guys that um, you know when his confidence level is high he's awesome out there. You know, he's going yeah. he's going to make plays, he's going he's going to do he's going to play football, you know. So yeah. um you know my biggest thing is man I hope his confidence stays up and, and he has a tremendous season um because man I, I do he's one of the guys that that's aggressive in that slot as well when his confidence is up. So confidence is up. So, yeah, I got you.
3: Yeah. And so let's see what else is happening in the world. I guess that's it for kind of outside stuff. I, you know, I, still, I agree with you. I think that Trayvon Grimes is probably the only guy that can maybe work his way up, and I think that he might even work his way up, depending on not even how great his year is. But I again, take I think-
0: that back. I take that back. I got a guy that could probably work their way into that first two, Slayton. I think Slayton could work his yep. way into okay. that first two. Uh, a real, with a real big year, of course, but I think he has the opportunity and a guy that, that was thinking about jumping last year. He started getting some good right. interest from the scouts and was hearing some things, so yeah, I think Slayton's a guy that can play his way into those first two rounds, man.
3: Yeah, no, that's that. a yeah, that's, that's a good um, that's a good uh, name as well. All right, let's get to uh, the Gator news of the week, which, as always, is sponsored by our friends over at Roof Soldier. Roof Soldier is a veteran-owned company that specializes in all aspects of residential and commercial roof replacement and repair. So, if you have any roof leaks or damage, or simply want to take advantage of having free roof inspection. As we head into a very, very, very busy uh kind of peak of hurricane season, give Roof Soldier a call at 1877 Roofs FL or visit them at roofsoldier.com. Tell them Stadium Gale since you get a couple uh, hundred dollars off your roof replacement. Again, that's one eight seven seven ROOFS FL uh, and roofsoldier.com. All right, boys. In the way of Gator News, again, not much. There is a scrimmage that is happening. Right now, as we record uh, on Monday night, so we will try to get some information, and we'll try to post some stuff to the uh, to the pod Twitter account uh, if we get anything else. But uh, there is that scrimmage tonight. But uh, we did have Brian Johnson that spoke uh, the other night. Uh, about uh, quarterbacks, obviously uh, Kyle Trask, Emory Jones. I uh, didn't get too much into Anthony Richardson, although we know you know uh, how well he's progressing. But uh, boys, anything from um, his press conference that you think was uh, was noteworthy or worth talking about?
0: Uh, not really, a, lot of, a whole lot of coach yeah. speak. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I heard the clip. We we we, we played it before right. the show before we got on. I didn't hear anything that was too surprising or anything out of the norm right. or newsworthy. What do you think?
3: Yeah, no, um, I think that he continues to reiterate, and I, and I think this is him also making sure that he's building very public uh, praise for Emory Jones. Uh, you know, he said that in terms of overall knowledge, we can run our base uh, offense with both quarterbacks. Uh, Emory is a very special talent. The thing that becomes different is that they both have a different skill set. We can run the same play and get two different outcomes just because of the skill set of the quarterback. Emory's done a great job of improving on his day-to-day basis of just his consistency of performance. Uh, every time he's gotten into the game, he's played really, really well. My challenge to him has always been to be consistent in everything that you do. He really continued to do that and improve. I love coaching Emory. I think he's a fantastic player, a fantastic talent, and I can't watch him play. So, again, that might be pumping the tires a little bit of uh, Emery Jones, um, you know, but certainly Emery Jones. We know I have talked to a lot about almost ad nauseum on this show that he is going to continue to get more and more playing time, you know, in, in completely unrelated to how well contrast it does, in my opinion, just because they are two completely different players.
1: Yeah, I definitely I definitely don't see my seeing more emory this year. Um, uh, I think that kind of you know, bring him in the game. Also it kind of offset a defense, man. But you know, I want to see him throw the ball and put the ball down the field a little bit more. I mean, you know, looking at his looking at his film, man, every time we come in, we, you know, quarterback run or something like that. And you know, zone reads and whatnot. I'm trying to see
0: him watch yeah, it.
3: I would love to have this him is run like, the actual full offense with him. It's
0: it's, you know? it's like um you you saying that reminds me of when I remember when we first got Urban Meyer and then uh Chris Lee was doing all the fullback shenanigans yeah. for Chris Lee. And I kept saying, I just want to see this guy throw the ball, you know. Like, wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he started throwing and everything. Was cool, but yeah, I thought I'm thinking the same thing, man. But I think we do see a lot of throwing from uh, from Emory this year. I think he's a lot ba- more balanced when he get out there. I think, like, I, I don't think it's coach speed when Dan Mullen and Brian Johnson are saying that they feel confident with him with the playbook because yeah. they got to throw him out there. So I think I yeah. believe whatever they say about the quarterback.
3: Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm excited to see uh, what he is able to do this year uh, with a confident Kyle Trask and a uh, you know a more coached up uh, Emery Jones as well. Uh, I, I really like the position that I think that they're going to put him in. So I- I'm excited. And Kyle to see does him look him. good.
0: Kyle looks slimmed up, man. Um, yep. I-, I don't know how much beer he was drinking in Midtown last year, but he looks a- he's looking a lot more slimmed up now. that he- He's the uh, the main guy with the job. He's ta- I guess he's taking Savage workouts a little bit more serious.
3: So we'll see, man.
0: Um, hopefully that does translate to him moving better in the pocket and even running the ball better, dog. We'll, we'll all see real soon, right?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Another news: uh, I didn't drop this in the chat voice. This is more just, a, just a news alert. So S and P ratings, uh, which is from ESPN, a guy named Bill Conley he used to be with SB Nation. Uh, It's a statistics and analytics based rating system that he has, has Florida ranked as the number uh, five overall uh, team in the country, number four in the, uh, I guess, pardon me, number three in the SEC. Um, He has them. If you take Ohio state out, that would put Florida as fourth among teams that are set to play. He has Florida's defense ranking third in the country this year. And then he has Florida's offense rank 11th in the country this year. Uh, Both would be, This is Bill Conley from ESPN, used to be with SB Nation. You've seen his S&P ratings or S&P plus ratings out there. Uh, They come and kind of come out every year. Uh, But Florida right now is uh, projected uh, right there at number four uh, in the country, in in his mind, uh, which would put Florida right in the – the bullseye for a, uh, a playoff matchup, which would be a really incredible thing to watch. And other news from the NCAA, the NCAA has announced that uh, players that play this year will also have the ability uh, to have, um, you know, another year of added eligibility next year. So uh, looking forward to seeing what Florida might be able to do. And and heck, who knows, maybe they can run it back next year uh, too. So did you
0: see the news of uh, Tennessee with the like 40 players holding out and not practicing?
3: Yeah, I saw that they had what seven or eight people that were positive and then 40 players in quarantine. If Tennessee ruins this football no. season, it's the rest of us, no, it's <laughs> no way,
1: it's no way we can let Tennessee ruin the football season. <laughs> no, they just got to run it
0: with whatever they got. So yeah. if they just yeah. got like 25 guys, people got to go
1: both they ways. Got, they, they got to do it. I'm talking about look, 53 players minimum,
3: according to the NCAA. But I'm down, I, you know, I'm, I'm here for Tennessee to have to uh, to cancel some football games. Uh, on there, on the ability
0: left. They need people.
3: <laughs> Same. I don't think I've exhausted any of mine. Um, let's see what else. I think that that's kind of it, boys. I don't know if we talked about it last time. I think the news came out after uh, the last podcast. But Florida is going to have about, uh, about 20,000 fans or is it 17,000 fans? Uh, 17,000 17, fans. In the swamp this year, which is about twenty percent of the stadium capacity, have they announced how they're rolling that out yet, or is it just first come, first serve based on how much money you have? And
0: that's what—that's how it should work. That's how life works. Yeah, mm.
3: yeah I agree. Uh, I'm, so I guess no—that means no students in the uh, in the stadium this year. They might have
0: like a little mini student section. That's what I think. I mean, they got to be a blend of everything. They can't have a bunch of rich snobs and they're
1: not cheering. You know? Yeah, so, bro. Because it's going to work. I love it. I
3: love it. All right, boys. Well, we got a very special guest, another national champion that's coming on uh, the show tonight uh, with Reggie Lewis. Uh, but before we do that, Reggie Lewis's interview is sponsored by our friend Lee Friedland of the law firm of Friedland and Associates. Uh, he truly does care about the people. Uh, he handles auto accidents, medical malpractice, nursing home cases, criminal matters, and personal injury cases in every jurisdiction within the state of Florida. Lee is a double gator, graduating both UF undergrad and law school. So give him a call at 1-800-95-INJURED and visit his website at yourfightourbattle.com. Again, that's Lee Friedland of Law of Friedland & Associates, 1-800-95-INJURED and yourfighthourbattle.com. Let's get Reggie Lewis on the on the horn and uh, chop it up about his experience at UF. Let's go.
0: You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale.
3: Hey guys, unfortunately we experienced a few technical difficulties with our interview with Reggie Lewis. We will make sure that we get that audio to you here soon. And we apologize for that announcement and we'll go on with the show. All right, boys. One of the things that I know that we were talking a little bit about uh, before the show, and then we, we forgot to skip right over during a, during Gator talk uh, was the YouTube series uh, that the Gators are putting out. Uh, they just put out one called, this is the swamp episode four. Football is back uh, about 21 minutes of behind the scenes uh, interviews and practice with the coaching staff uh, interviewing uh, as well. So, boys, any thoughts on this series? I thought it's very, very well done so far It's given obviously a great perspective. You're not seeing too much of the uh, the actual plays or anything that are being run during practice. But, but you're definitely seeing the energy and you're also seeing what they're doing from a COVID-19 perspective. But have you guys been checking it out?
0: Yeah, I've been checking it out every week. I thought it was interesting this week, man. A lot of a lot of the tight end room. So we gotta get a little inside peep into uh a lot of Brewster stuff and dealing with that room, man. I'm a little nervous about that room outside of Cal cow Pitts. I get, mm-hmm. I get a little spooked out. Yeah, def-
1: definitely I mean it's it's definitely potential in that room. Um but you know I mean we have we have Kyle Pitts so. Um, it's gonna right. be interesting to see who can be able to step up and you know, if if you know, God forbid, you know, Kyle go down or, you know, whatever case maybe his helmet comes off. We gotta have somebody come in and pick up the rifle and you know, be be able to uh, make big plays, you know, when we need to.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Not I am definitely concerned there's not much depth or experience beyond uh Kyle Pitts. So, you know, hopefully we'll we'll see, you know, Keon Zipper uh step up a little bit, uh, you know, Kamora Gamble. Um you know maybe we can utilize him as a uh, as a receiving threat but uh you know florida does have some question marks and we've talked a lot about it uh, on this show at the tight end position there's, and there's no doubt that there's some you know potential there but outside of kyle pitts you know you you really have a you know big question mark and i would say on the florida gators roster that's probably one of the biggest question marks that i have um you know beyond uh, kyle pitts
0: yeah absolutely another thing in that watching that youtube series uh Vogel looks like he's ready to play SEC football. Um, he's mm-hmm. a little ripped up, but slim. People will worry about him gaining weight. Um, not, I don't say anybody on our side. Just the haters who didn't land him on the recruiting trail. But uh, Nick Savage is doing a great job with him, man. I'm excited about Everybody's talking about my um, man, Brenton Cox. But I'm, I'm excited to see what Vogel's what going to do, man.
3: Yeah, I think Bogle's going to be a uh, an outstanding addition to this uh, to the defense this year. Obviously, played just a little bit last year, but excited to see what what he can do. Um, I, I think the team looks bigger. Um, that's probably the one you know thing that I'll notice is that you know it, they seem to you know with another year under Nick Savage that you're really starting to see these guys' bodies develop uh, in a great way, and you know you have a bunch of strength, you have a bunch of size. Uh, all across the board you know uh, one of the videos I was watching you know you just saw what looks to be the the linebackers uh, a little bit bigger a little bit stronger than than I was probably anticipating some of them because you know they do like that athletic leaner uh, linebacker but you know definitely some guys are stepping up in, in terms of size and everything else so uh, everything from from what we're seeing you know everything's passing the, uh, the eyeball test I guess we'll see in you know, 19 days, but or 18 days when you're listening to this. You know, when uh, when the ball gets snapped, but but I'm liking the way that that this team is looking right now.
0: Yeah, I look at the quarterbacks in this league, and I look at our defense and what Todd Grantham want to do. Man, it makes me more and more excited every time I think about the quarterbacks we got to face. I'm not scared to blitz any of these guys. There's not one of them. Uh, Lane is going to do his thing. Game one, I know he's a little tricky. Uh, Matt Corral is the quarterback right now for them. He's just just peeping in on their message boards. He's leading in the clubhouse. Uh, it's not a whole lot of magic you do. He he's not a statue, but he's not he's not mobile either. Um, he's a guy that can make things happen with his legs, but he's not a he's not a runner. Um, I like us being the blitz at guys like him. There's no quarterback in this league that scares me. Anybody scare you, Dan, on our schedule?
3: Um, I don't think so. Uh, John Rice Plumley at Ole Miss is athletic. Um, but I don't think that he has the ability to pass the ball, and I think that you know Florida, Brenton Cox, etc., can can contain him. Um, but from just an athletic perspective, he's a guy that you know certainly has some athleticism. Uh, Georgia right now doesn't have a quarterback, so nothing there um, concerns me. So no, I you know I don't I don't think so. I, I don't think that there is a a quarterback in the country right now, or not in the country in the SEC that is far and away better than anything that Florida's, you know, feeling on, on their practice uh, squad, or, or uh, when they practice, pardon me, uh, that Florida wouldn't be prepared for. You know, I don't think that there's anybody that's overly mobile compared to Emory Jones, and they've been preparing uh, and practicing against him. And I don't think that there's anybody that's, you know, a much better, you know, pure passer than Kyle Trask. So, you know, I, I feel confident, you know, in Florida's edge containment and and rushing. Um, as well as in their defensive backfield, and those are the two areas that you know you need to be able to contain. You know, tough like quarterback. I
1: was, I was just about to say that, Dan. You took the words out of my mouth. Uh, you know, with that secondary that we got, uh, we got some experienced guys back there. You know, we got we got a few guys that played a lot of football. So, um, you know, with those guys being smart and, and playing like you know how we know we they should play and how they could play, and, and with that with that you know that front seven and those guys coming off the edge, yeah, like like Silk said, I'm not scared to blitz nobody.
2: Pretty good.
3: Excellent. Yeah, I agree.
0: Excellent. I'm with you, man. I think we'll be able to play a lot of. Um, I straight that the trade down the middle was was our concern. I guess defensive tackle we're out the and Even I think Gravon Dexter is going to be able to give us some real good quality minutes and get that rotation a little bit more firmer as well, man. I just feel really good. Safety position got, still a little uh, still a little murky. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of access in camp, but
1: I I, I feel I feel like too I, I feel like too so with with them young guys that just came in they're going to put some fire up another, and, and get them boys some competition back there at that safety spot, you know? So it, it just can't lounge around and, and, you know, and be, and be mediocre every week. Cause you got guys that's really, like I said, pick up the rifle and be ready to play.
0: Right. Yeah. And I just, awesome. I, I think, um, even when our safety is a little, a little weird and, and we, we don't know what we're going to get out there. I still feel good, real good about this season, man. And I don't, we don't have any access like that. Just be seeing my guys on, on, on clips running around how physical they look. Um, some of the stuff I'm hearing behind the scenes. Man, I want to hear more offensive line stuff, but I'm feeling good about what I'm hearing.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, outside of that, uh, other news, I guess we could have talked about, in either, you know general news or, or Gator news, is there's a new rule in the SEC now uh, that says that players need to have their numbers displayed uh, either on their jersey or on a shirt or whatever they're warming up in. Um Dan Mullen historically has had players uh, warm up without, you know, jerseys on, usually just in in t-shirts uh, or you know athletic shirts without their number on it. Uh, but this year is going to be uh, required. He seemed to um, insinuate that potentially Georgia was one that complained. Uh, but what are your thoughts, guys, on on that?
1: I just think it's goofy man. Um, it, I, I think it's it's put in a place for um, you know, the other team scout guys to so basically you know see see who's out there, see who's going to be playing. Um, I know in college that you know you don't have to report and say someone's injured or someone's not playing or whatnot, like how you do have to do in the NFL um, so they kind of kind of don't say anything about it and let it lounge around and, and people don't know who the game plan for. Um, I feel like they get to the game and look at it on the sideline and kind of see who's dressed out and whatnot. I think personally that's what what they kind of did it for.
0: No, I think they did it because Dan Mullen don't announce his suspensions or any. Yeah. of I get, I get why they're doing it, and it's just a chess move. So, yeah, basically, all of this they they basically changed a lot of rules like this of of, of coaches just trying to eliminate you like or making you prep and, and gameplay yeah. that may not happen. So, um, yeah. up to the last minute doing it, I'm with it, man. They changed the rules, so we just got to adjust. We just
1: got to adapt. We just got to adapt, and we're gonna go play. So,
3: yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of a silly rule. Um you know, it really doesn't do anything except, uh, you know, tip your cards to the opposing coaches. And then obviously it could also be connected to, uh, to gambling. I know that we don't want to admit that, but uh, without, um, you know, putting that information out there, having that information out there, obviously lines and everything else gets changed. And um, as much as we don't want to think that it's, um, you know, part of the game. It's a huge part of the game. So I'm curious to see how that plays in. Maybe the guys at What's the Play podcast can talk a little bit about what their thoughts are um, on that. But, uh, you know, I'm curious to see what Dan Mullen does. He's obviously was, I don't want to say irate, but definitely was not very excited about the news uh, as it came down. So I'm curious to see exactly what Florida does do because all they have to do is have the number on the sleeve. So it could be a very, very small number. Um, Man, Dan, I'm going, on one
1: that's just another piece of piece – of, uh... Clothing the boys get to get with Jordan. There's going to be some fire to watch.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, all right, boys, we're, we're, like I said, you know, when this podcast drops 18 days away from the season, we've got Ole Miss up first. Uh, Lane Kiffin uh, is there. Um, obviously his first season. Um You know, change. uh, Obviously, a a bunch of stuff has happened at Ole Miss over the last two years with since Hugh Freeze has left. Obviously, they're not recruiting the way that they used to. Uh, They're just not the the team or the powerhouse, if you will, of I don't want to even say powerhouse, but, you know, uh, from a few years ago. But what are you guys hearing on Ole Miss or or what are your thoughts on Ole Miss um, in terms of storylines or or overarching themes that you guys are going to be looking out for?
1: It's just always been weird when we when we play Ole Miss, you know. Even when we, especially when we go out there, um, it's always like a weird atmosphere. Um, they, I don't know how that's going to be with the fans and whatnot. So that's going to be a, a good deciding factor. I know um, before um, playing out at Ole Miss, their fans just really got into the game. It was just was it was a, it was, a, it was a, a, a weird atmosphere to play in. So it's going to be interesting. Um, they they you know they have you know guys here and there, um, you know on, on their team that's very talented, but overall I don't I don't think they're very good.
0: Yeah, I don't expect I, I think like Lane Kiffin Kiffin's gonna scheme. I mean, he'll keep it interesting, I think, for the like maybe a quarter and a half. Maybe, maybe the first half. Uh, I, I don't think he has the dogs to keep up with us, but he's smart enough to scheme and, and get some guys open and catch us on some some sleepy stuff. We we've seen Lane Kiffin before. So I think he's scheming and, and stay around for a little bit. I think we end up seeing both quarterbacks. Um Matt Corral, I don't think I don't think I think Plumley probably gives him, in my in my opinion, you would think that Plumley gives him the best chance to do some goofy stuff and get a little tricky and, and he got legs. Right. So um if Matt Corral's their guy, and he's standing on the spot with with, with the pass rushes we have and, and and Grantham. Yeah, I just don't I think we should win this game handily. Uh, I think right. we should control it from start to finish. Uh if we come out clicking on all cylinders, it could get ugly early. But just thing about the Miami game last year, we may come out a little weird and flat. Who knows? But talent wise, coach wise, we should smoke this team.
3: Right. Yeah. I'm not uh, concerned about Ole Miss except for two, you know, two things. One, I think that John Rice Plumlee, uh, you know, he he ran up and down the field against Alabama last year. Um, you know, this is the first game in the system that is a different offense, different coach. Um wasn't a great passer, seventy nine for one fifty for only nine hundred and ten yards, but just six point one yards per completion, so not great. Uh, Matt Corral uh, was a fifty nine percent passer, about thirteen hundred and sixty uh, yards, six touchdowns. Uh, does have a stronger arm uh, than Plumlee? I know that both of them are getting a lot of reps at the one uh, position, um, and you know I'm curious to see how their offense. You know, does under Lane Kiffin, and that was my second point. Is you know, I think that Lane Kiffin, uh, despite his antics and everything else, isn't a bad football coach um, when it comes to to offense and you know, utilizing some of the talent and um, you know, players that they have uh, on their team. I do. They think that Florida is better in all three. You know phases of the game. Um, I think that Florida will likely uh, come out. I don't want to say sloppy, but it's going to be ugly. It's the first time that they've played in you know almost ten months, and um, you know I think that you could have a close one at you know the end of the first or at halftime. And then I think the Florida kind of carries it away uh, in the second half. I is don't there think any we come team?
0: out ugly. I think I think no? this okay. come out is different because I, th- I don't I think Cloud Trash is going to be more in his game than Felipe was. Let's just keep it above. Okay. Yeah,
1: you know, yeah, Dan. A lot of that last year, man. We were turning the ball over. Um, it, you know, towards the end of the game, we had the game like literally one and we turned the ball over a few times. So, um, you know, we, we, you know, we minimize the turnover. That's usually what happens, man. When we say sloppy for the people who, you know, don't understand, um, right. you know, turnovers, you know, uh, you know, missed assignments, missed tackles. Um, that, that that's the things that, you know, we, 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 can't, can't miss tackles. I think um,
0: last year it just felt like it was taking forever to get set up. Uh, yeah, it looked like, like, like a lot of confusion for like, it didn't look like Felipe was in command, you know. So I just think Kyle's going to be in command. We're going to be able to, like, the control of the offense that Dan say he has now and he's understanding. Mm-hmm. I just expect us to come out a little bit more sharper than we did last year. I don't think it's going to come out
1: yeah, really that's sputtering. That's, that's, Plus, we have more sure. time, you know, with COVID and whatnot for the guys to, you know, we couldn't practice for a while. So, you know, I don't know if the guys got in the playbooks a little bit more. I would hope so. But, you know, the guys get in the playbook a little bit more and learn the system a little bit more. You know, the more you the more you know and the more you do you know can can, can understand in your in your offense and your defense on the faster you play
3: absolutely um i'm excited um to see you know how florida does come out i know that you know the coaches from the the ones that we talked to are very excited about the way that this team is playing you know i think Ole miss is is a good first game you know i think Ole miss does have some talent they are returning their um, you know, they starting running back who was, you know, just a freshman last year, um, as well as John Rice Plumley. So I think that they do give Florida uh, some challenges to, to be able to work through and to get better, um, because there's a, the schedule accelerates quickly in terms of uh, competition with Texas A&M, who, you know, historic, not historically, over the past few years, you know, hasn't been a you know an outstanding team in terms of record, but has a bunch of great talent as a uh, national championship uh, head coach. Uh, you know, so Florida really using this opportunity to ramp up. But um, you know, they've got uh, a running back that averaged nearly seven yards a carry last year in on Ealy, um, and then like we said, John Rice Plumley was you know had over a thousand yards rushing as a quarterback uh, with 12 touchdowns. So, you know, what I think that Ole Miss does is allows Florida to, to work on some kinks. I think the Florida should be better than them just naturally, you know, on talent alone. But, you know, I, I think it is going to be a, a good game. I don't think that their defense is really anything that, you know, I'm worried about. Um, they don't really have a lot of stars on that defense. They didn't turn the ball ball over uh, a ton last year. Um, they did lose uh, some of their, you um, you know, leading tacklers and, um, you know, guys that got sacks on their team last year. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, I'm not, like I said, too, too concerned, but I do think it's a good challenge for Florida overall in terms of just the, the, the different talent that they're going to face there.
0: Right. So give me your score. Give me your early score right now. And who you think? this is? We, we're too early for like a player of the game or something. wild. Wow, but give me your score right now just because we bored.
3: Um, I say 31-13. Wow. I I'll
1: say, I I'll say. 28. Hold on. 20, Thirty-four to thirteen. I say, I say 28-14, Okay. So. Oh yeah, I'm gonna open up with a burger.
0: You know, you know. A burger. Just, you know, Uncle <laughs> Burger. <behind laughs>
1: yeah. Look, you ain't you ain't even getting no wiggle room to get a couple games in, huh? You nah, burger, yeah, a, yeah. burger first week.
0: Yeah, yeah, with cheese. Uncle Burger. Give me. Uh, I'm gonna
3: go 41-10. 4110, okay. Okay. Yeah. Disrespectful. That's, cool.
0: That's crazy. I, I said a crazy score. I know it. Uh who you got starting that let's go with starting the secondary. What do you got? And we're all guessing. This is all this is all Yeah, yeah this is all conjecture.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. We have we no have, idea.
3: Our, so, our connections are not telling us crap right now. <laughs> right. All right. So um so Ahmad, who do you have starting uh, in defensive backfield?
1: So um from what I what I know and from what we we had out there, I'm starting uh 31 and 13 at safety. Okay. Um, I, I like that combination. Um, those guys get, you so know, get get to the ball and make plays. I know uh, 13 knows his assignment. Um, 31 has, he, he loses it sometimes. Um, but it's more it's more good than bad. So, um, I, I got those two guys lining up at safety at the corners. Um, okay. I got I got five I got five and three.
3: Okay. At my corners. So you, so you have um marco wilson kyer elam uh donovan steiner and um sean davis and sean davis okay who do you have at the star right now
1: so that's that's up in question i know guys been saying bernie again um i i kind of like marco at that at that spot um you know depending on how how one of those young guys um can can hold up on the outside is it's all depending on if you know if they're good or not. You know, it can hold up. If you're gonna put Marco back on the inside when when the nickel um, comes on the field, so um, you know, Bernie got to get a little bit more reps. Whoever we put there, I said, got to be aggressive. Got to be able to 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 keep the ball from from getting outside and beating us. You know, outside and get getting up the sideline. Also, got to know how to keep your outside leverage and, and cover the seven route. Okay, so what about you? Ray? I
0: like I like my secondary. Um, okay. It's kind of what I had mine at. I, I got I got Steiner starting as well with, with Sean Davis for the first game. I got Marco outside. I got uh, Kyrie outside. And, and at the nickel, it's a little tricky. Um, a lot of people have been repping there. It's hard, it's hard to say, but I'm going to go with Bernie. Okay. Yeah. I, think, I think that's how we started off.
3: Do you guys think that there's a chance that Marco plays more star this year um, to give a guy like uh, Chester Kimbrough or Jaden Hill or you know one of these other guys um, on the field,
1: absolutely. I, 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 yeah, okay. listen, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's just to get him on the field though. I think that he might be one of the best players that we have to put there.
3: Sure. Okay. You know what I'm saying?
1: And, and you know, uh, and yeah. also, also it's a bonus to get those guys on the field. So.
3: Okay, yeah. No, I would agree with you guys. I I think that we're all kind of lockstep there. What what I'm curious to see is how Trey Dean does, Brad Stewart does, uh, that safety and how much rotation we have. Are we going to continue to have the same amount of uh, rotation? Or does Florida tighten up some of that rotation? We do know, um, you know, from our interview with Ron English that, you know, Florida really does love and Todd Grantham loves to, um, you know, rotate players but you know it, it'll be interesting to see if that's how uh it actually all does play out uh this season um as well especially if you do have a, a gap between uh between safeties uh what about a linebacker uh what are you guys thinking uh at the linebacker position what you got
1: what mm-hmm. you got so I, I know i know i know Ventura, what? is ventrella a lot yeah
3: yeah, I mean, Ventura gotta yeah, be a lot. yeah okay, yeah. okay. Yeah.
0: I think Ventrell is, is your guy. I think we see a lot more rotations out of that position than, like, like that probably be the, the safety room. That might be the new rotation shit. Uh, yeah. I want to I see Hopper get out there and do some things. Right. Um, I haven't, we haven't heard a lot. That's this is what missing spring hurts because we, we don't get to see the young pups we've been dying to see fly around and, and being able to see if they grasp in the defense and whatnot, man. But I would love to see Hopper go alongside uh, Ventrell, but um, my man James Houston is a gangster. You know what I'm right, yeah. I, I love the way he played the game of football. He like to smash
1: yeah, shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's ready to get get messy and get his nose into some dirt, man. So, I like my linebacker room, man. I, I just want to see James Houston stay away from the penalties, be a yeah. little more disciplined. But it, that that can rotate either way. But I, I got starting. I would say um, I go to Houston, event trail. I want to see a lot more Hopper. <laughs>
3: Yeah, those are my two starting guys as well. Uh, we talked a little bit about him with the star, just briefly about Amari Bernie uh, as well. I'm curious to see where where he ends up, um, you know, transitioning between you know that star and linebacker. Uh, and I'm also excited about T- Hopper and and, and, Diabonte. I Buck, um, and I know that he's going to play Buck, and I know that he's going to play linebacker. Um, he <laughs> I almost
0: forgot who's that linebacker. Like we yeah, need more information so, at camp. Like they keep that, yeah, out of it's, it so yeah, <laughs> low. I, I forgot he was that linebacker. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: And then there's an, there's another one, David Reese, right? Um, you know, he was a guy that you know Florida was excited about, you know, his um uh, progression and growth. And, and his brother, Stuart Reese, just uh, transferred to Florida from uh, Mississippi state. Uh, but David Reese was injured, but you know, former four-star guy was the 20th ranked outside linebacker in the country um, played against Charleston Southern Idaho as a freshman. uh redshirted that year, obviously he was out last year. So I'm curious to see where, where he's at in his development. And then obviously, you know, you add in a guy like, uh, like Derek Wingo, you know, freshman, you know, nearly five-star linebacker, you know, what does he do and how does he come in and play? you know, right. Florida is losing, you know, and Brenton Cox is going to probably stand up in that linebacker position uh, as well. But I agree with you. So that I think that James Houston, Ventral Miller uh, are your starters, but I do think that there's a ton of rotation there. What about you, Ahmad? Any?
1: Yeah. I, I, like I say, man, I, I didn't know if Ventral was going to be a lock or not, man. Cause I, I think I heard some speculation about, you know, some, some, some guys, you know, rotating or whatnot. Um, but, you know, I've seen Vince since high school I and mean, I know what type of player he could be. I think he could be, He can step up and be the leader that we need on that defense, the the vocal leader as well. Um, You know, he's a respected guy in the locker room. Uh, Also, Houston. I'm I'm a Houston fan, too, so uh, I I like Houston. I like how he he goes about about his business on the field. Um,
0: What, gangster man.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I I, I wouldn't mind seeing him out there, Um, you know, along with one of these young guys, you know, Hopper and uh, Wingo. Um, Again, we don't got much information about him, but um, for what we know, man, you you put 41 and 51 in there, we good. We can rock.
0: And then the linebacker position is so important because losing Reese from last year's team, that was the most important on our defense. He got shit together. Um, We had a lot of complaints about maybe his speed, sideline to sideline abilities, but we have seen a drop off in our defense when he didn't play. So I think um, that's going to be the biggest question mark. Who, Who replaces Reese? as not just a vocal leader, but a physical standpoint in the run game and and whatnot because he was the standalone force in the run game most of the time. So, hopefully, D.F.I. will take a step up as well. I forgot about him. Good call, Dan.
1: Yeah, definitely.
3: You got it. And then, uh, all right, boys, uh, we'll do the offensive side of the ball next week, but uh, on the uh, defensive line, uh, I guess we can start with defensive tackles. Um, Who do you guys see uh, there? Slayton, me. (laughs)
0: Yeah. an easy call. Slayton, then Kyrie. Then Kyrie. Yeah. So okay. you know what you
1: what what, what, what okay. you think about what you think about Chatfield, uh Sip.
0: I think Chatfield is somewhere in the rotation, but not early in the rotation. I got you. Yeah. I got you. That, that, I, don't, that, I don't think that
3: he's uh progressed the way that we want him. That before. room is
0: filthy, you know. Yeah, like, the, the, the
1: room the room got some ballers in there now. If all Chatfield right. was
0: at Florida State, he'd probably be starting, but like that room is just filthy. There's a lot of competition, man. He's somewhere in there, but I don't know if he's early in that rotation at all.
1: I I've seen the number change, so you know. In the top 10, and you know, guys don't really get that unless they 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 baller, so I kind of mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't,
3: uh, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. I, Go ahead.
0: No, I haven't heard I haven't heard anything as far as Chatfield, any updates or anybody saying he's looking real good or real bad. Um, I, I'm just going off of what I'm thinking is what that what, what he's playing, with the defensive end position. Um mm-hmm. Who could he possibly jump in front of?
3: Right. You know, there's there's a couple guys that are on in that defensive tackle um, group that I'm curious to see. Um, you know, Marlon Dunlap, you know, from North Carolina, transferred to Florida uh, in 2017, um, hasn't done much. Um, you know, three tackles, one sack um, last season. You know, he's a guy that Florida's going to probably have to count on right? I mean, you know, we talked about, um, Kyrie, we talked about Slayton, um, you know, Elijah Conliff, unfortunately is no longer, uh, you know, with the program. So, you know, you're going to need a guy like Marlon Dunlap to, to potentially step up or, you know, maybe even a, a Jalen Humphreys that's, that's in there as well. Um, you know, Florida is losing Luke Ancrum and, and Adam Shuler. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, then, then what's next, right? You have Gerbon Dexter, you have Johnny Brown, Jalen Lee, Lamar Goods, who all, uh, you know, came in um, to join this uh, defensive line room as well. So uh, we talked a little bit about the buck and we talked about linebackers, but is there anybody else on – I guess we haven't talked about Zach Carter. What are your guys' thoughts on Strong. Zach Carter? this is his year?
0: Strong side defensive end. I think he'll get a lot of one-on-one matchups on, on the other side of Bretton and Cox and be able to do some things to, to go high in his draft. That's a guy that can play their way high in the draft as well. Sad
1: right. Carter, yeah, absolutely. Right. So, so, so when you got an opportunity, you got to win. You know, when you when you get those one on ones like, Silk just 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 mention, you right. know, and we we don't got time to fiddle fart around. Or you got to win every single time, and, and you know, like like Silk talked about before. You know, we uh we got guys that had one one good year and, and went high in the draft. So, um, he definitely one of those guys that can definitely make it happen.
2: Yeah. Well, and this hard. is
3: this is a year where you know, with the fact that there's really only three major conferences, I guess the AEC is playing as well. So there's four, you know, major conferences playing football. Um, You know, there, there are going to be fewer games on TV. Um, You know, so this is an opportunity for a guy like Zach Carter, or you know, for a guy to, to get more, you know, eyeballs on his play than maybe in a traditional year where you have, you know, a little bit more of the uh, the Big Ten playing and, and the Pac-12 playing, right? So, you know, more eyeballs, more national, you know, attention for you know a guy like Zach Carter who, you know, a lot of us have you know slated and, and slotted into a guy that's going to really improve this year, right? He looks like a looks like an animal uh, in in videos and, and pictures of him, uh, you know, really showed some some good things last season. Um, but, you know, again, we'll see. Uh, same with Slate, right? Um, Soakie talked about him before. Uh, you know, was a guy that was potentially looking at going to the NFL draft last season. Um, you know, but as a guy that, you know, from a production standpoint, I think Florida wants to see some significant, you know, production increase from him. Um, you know, same with, um, um, who were you just talking about, Conliff? Not Elijah Conliff, pardon me. Um, uh, who was Kyrie Henry Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. You want to see him too um you know again you know had a pretty good year at 39 tackles last year 25 solo tackles disrupted the run game uh, a bit but again you know, also had Jabari Zuniga on the field last year. So somebody's got to be able to step up and, you know, take that. And that's where guys like Kyrie Campbell can thrive is when, you know, attention is on a guy like a Zach Carter or one of these other defensive ends uh, that's that's around the corner you maybe have to double team. And then, you know, a guy like uh, a guy like him is able to win your one-on-one battle. So, you know, definitely looking forward to, uh, to seeing that as well.
0: That's a good defensive talk, man. And I, I like the way this defense has just been remodeled, rebuilt. It looks totally different than the McElwain era. Uh, we're back to looking fast, big, and strong, like the Mac, like the uh, Muschamp guys. So I'm I'm here Definitely.
1: for it. I'm here for, for, it. for it. We got we got a history of playing some good defense, uh, Dan. So you know hey, we got to get back to what, you know I mean, not not saying that we haven't been, but you know we got we got to get back to dominating shit and, and being and being top five defenses.
3: Yo, well, absolutely. You know, I think the Ford has the talent right now. They've got uh, some seniority on that team as well. They have a lot of experience. A lot of guys that are coming back that are playing this year um, have played some significant minutes before. So it's not like you're replacing a lot of, uh, uh, you know, guys that, you know, are, are being hamstrung by, you know, freshman or sophomores this season.
0: I feel like we went too far into the show without giving my man Greg Brenner uh, a ad read and a shout out, man. So. One time for Greg Greg Brunning Brunen Insurance and Financial Services. Anything you need insured from the panhandle to the keys, hit my man Greg up, 954-589-2204. Big coverage, big policies, man. If you need home, you need auto, you need life insurance, financial services, my man Greg got the best customer service in the game, bar none, man. Uh, Family, friend, you know how we do it, man. Brunen Insurance and Financial Services, big coverage.
3: Perfect. Ahmad, it's your time to shine, my friend. Word of the week?
1: Damn. Damn, damn. Word of the week. Now, you know what a friendly fade is?
3: A friendly fade? No, I know what a fade on site is, but um, I also know what a fade is with hair. A friendly fade? Uh, No. Is that? um, No, Ahmad, I I can't even begin to think about what a friendly Uh. fade is.
1: So so in my head, Dan, we you know, say we riding down the car, you know, you know, and around the road with each other, man. And you okay. you just tried me on some foolishness, but we we've been friends, you my boy. So, you know, we, and I feel like we we got might have to duke it out right quick. And we still gonna be friends, Dan.
3: Oh, I gotcha. All right. So a little so, friendly fire action going on. Yeah, uh,
1: we're gonna duke it out. You start gonna...
3: to work out your differences and then you you know, get uh, the pro can... after and keep it moving.
1: Give me a quick friendly fade and we're good. And, and we're gonna put it Okay. Put it back. Uh-huh. So,
3: so it is the same thing as a fade on site, just
1: not on site. Nah, because, 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 nah, I fade you on site, then you ain't my partnership. We gonna fade on site. You know? Oh, I
3: gotcha.
1: I can't, you know. All
3: right, on
0: site is just like crazy because you be at the grocery store. So that's kind of you know. Don't so.
1: matter, Dan. So if somebody tell you on site, then you just gotta keep a guard up.
0: Um, or, you, or your pistol. I was oh, gonna ask man. you. I, 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 I thought you, I thought you knew this, the answer to this, uh, Dan. So I was like, uh, I'm gonna have a he, backup. So, this is my question, Dan. That's what I was going to ask.
3: Yeah.
0: What was 50 Cent patiently waiting on? Uh, 50 Cent patiently
3: waiting I, uh His vitamin water dividend.
0: No, he's waiting on a track to explode on, bro. Get out of here. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
2: no,
3: no. You went
0: over two on the quiz today, bro. You got to get thing,
3: together. Yeah, next, next week, boys, I'll, I'll study a... Uh,
0: I tell damn. you guys,
3: I got um, my nephew. Um, I was at Target probably four or five months ago. It was kind of at the beginning of quarantine, so um, I was there. I was looking at books, and there's a History of Rap uh, children's book that I uh, I got my little nephew Carter. That's a fantastic book. I encourage you guys all to get it. Run to your local Target and get the History of Rap uh, children's book. So, okay, that's my plug. Okay. If they let want to sponsor a show, let me know. Speaking of the so, devil, um, go ahead. Come on.
1: So, no, so I'm saying, so my so my kids say, "Hey, Dad, where'd you get this wonderful idea to buy this book from?" And I'm supposed, to, what, I, what I'm supposed to say, Danagram? What, what you want me to tell me?
3: <laughs> Danagram. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you want Danimal. Me to tell you, Danimal? <laughs> the Danimal sent it. The Danimal sent it over. No, it's a good book, man. I'm telling you, it's not a. Uh, there's there's a lot of history packed in there. You know, it's a it's a it's a picture book, so you know, it's definitely not like an encyclopedia type of read. But you no, know, I've dragged on too long about a book that. Uh, is made for, like, I don't know, three-year-olds. All right, Silk, you want to take us out uh, with a Manscaped ad, and then we'll do Song of the Week, and we'll uh, we'll close out another good show?
0: you already know what time it is. My favorite ad read of the show, man, Manscaped.com. It's the Clippers versus the Nuggets, Dan. The Clippers versus
1: the Nuggets. I see what you did there.
0: And the only way the Nuggets <laughs> could win – it's if they use a lawnmower 3.0, the trim is the only way to win that series, Dan. Um, and fresh off that cut, you gotta spray some crop preserver on and and, and when you spray the crop preserver on them balls, then after you shave them, it's like putting omerall on Pirelli's. You know what I'm saying? We just got the 28 yeah. inch rims. You gotta gloss them up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, anti-chafing deodorant for the manhood, it's essential, man. You can't be out here with funky balls. Get that deodorant, mm-hmm. stop chafing, chafing, fellas. Uh be sure to use coupon code SG at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Manscaped.com, man. Protect your balls.
3: That's good stuff, man. Um, Manscaped really is good stuff. It's Christmas time. So
0: it's not Christmas time, bro. It's it's September. It's it's nearly
3: Christmas time. It's it's, it's almost Christmas buying uh, season, you know? It's Labor Day. Bro, it's almost Christmas time. We we got we got one or two major holidays before the uh you know the, before the big guys coming down the uh, the chimney. How do you think Santa Claus is gonna do social distancing this year? You think all those mall Santas are are kaput this this year?
0: Damn, you're like the guy Drake was talking about in the song. He said, "I do this for my 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 dolls that think about Christmas in September."
3: Yeah, hey, that, you that know, you're that guy, man. Christmas is my favorite holiday. I love, the, I love the season. So,
0: I thought it was Labor Day.
3: It is Labor Day. but <laughs> I'm just reminiscing about, uh, about Christmas, you know? Um, anyway. All right, boys. Uh, I think it's my turn uh, for Song of the Week, which is always everybody's favorite uh, time. So I'm going to go with my boy Shane Smith. Um, he has a song called New Orleans, so we're going to play that one. And we're going to close this out with some Shane Smith, and we'll see you boys.
0: Next week. Yeah. See you
3: going at the same time.
1: I believe that.
2: Jack in the big top hat, keeping the beat on time. Creole man with a fiddle in hand, sawing down a line. Sunday there in the Congo Square, the rhythm never dies. The rhythm never dies.